0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris. Welcome to episode four, Black Women Understudies, the Unsung Heroes, and I'm very, very excited to introduce my first guest, Kayla Damian. Now, Kayla and I have been really, really good friends for a really long time, and she's a very, very special, important person in my life, but not only is she one of my closest friends, but she is also a Broadway star. She's currently in Tina, the Tina Turner musical on Broadway, playing an I Ket, and also understudying the lead role of Tina Turner. She is a Cheetah Rivera Award nominee and recipient, and her other credits include Waitress the Musical on Broadway as the Don understudy and in the ensemble, King Kong Alive on Broadway as the Ann Darrow understudy and the ensemble. And her TV credits include The Good Fight as Winsome. She sends love always to God, her alumni Ball State University, and to her agency Nicolosi and Company. Lead with love. Now I am so excited to share this episode with you guys because I think Kayla shares a lot of really beautiful tidbits and points and her stories um, when it comes to being an understudy on Broadway. And I think me being an understudy in my show, it was so good to hear that she has a lot of similar um, opinions about it. As we both feel like it's one of the most rewarding and special things you could do because you know you're you're doing the gymnastics and jumping forward and backward and learning this show without a lot of people giving you that encouragement and that help and you're kind of learning it as you go and on your own and you're expected to perform it as if you've been performing it every single day and I think that's kind of one of the amazing things about doing it because it evokes a power and a strength from you that you didn't even know you were capable of because when you have to go on, you have to go on and there is nothing else to it, you know, Um, and Kayla has been somebody in my life who, we've always been really good friends, but she's always inspired me with her wisdom and um, her confidence and her self-assuredness. And it was so good to hear uh, the challenges that she's faced with it, as well as the things that she finds so beautiful about it, especially being a Black woman in this industry. Um, And I think most importantly, I want to negate the stereotype that understudies are second best and that they don't deserve as much acknowledgement and respect as people who play the leads every single night. There's a strength and there's a courage to being an understudy and sometimes you don't get it from the audience because the audience expects you not to be as good. They, they expect you to, to be the shoe in when really you're, you're carrying a lot of the backbone of the show because your job is to be ready and to know the show frontwards and backwards without a second thought. So I hope that this episode um, brings a light on that and enhances understudies and, and strengthens them and up, up, uplifts them. Um, And I thought Kayla was a perfect person to start with because she has a lot of experience with this in the professional world of being on Broadway. And she has jumped from show to show. She has originated two Broadway shows. And in those two Broadway shows, she understudied the leads. And she talks a lot about how she felt supported in some areas and how she didn't feel supported in some areas. um, And how it just really, really strengthened herself. Because as understudies, you just kind of have to go for it. Um, So... I'm really, really excited to share this with you because I think it's a really interesting and really fun episode. Um, So yeah, here we go. Hi, Kayla, hey, (laughs) say girl, (laughs) (laughs)
1: how
0: are you? Good. I'm so so happy that you're here. I've been thinking about interviewing you for a very long time because I knew I wanted to start with a black woman. I felt like that was necessary once I opened it up to (laughs) interviewing people. And I think starting with um, your experience as an understudy on Broadway, I think would be a great place to start because I feel like we can have so many conversations about all that takes and the mental gymnastics behind that and, and all the amazing things that we get to do, but how really challenging that is. Um, Mm -hmm. so first things first, before we get into it, tell the people how we know each other.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So obviously Sierra and I are professionals. (laughs) I was, we, I had already been a part of this theme park called Kings Island. Um, which is in Ohio, Mason, Ohio. N-
0: Mason. Oh wait, I guess it is in Mason, huh? It's Mason. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. right, right. And Sierra went to CCM,
0: and so um, I was going. This is sophomore year, right? It had to have been my sophomore. It was year. you. It was you going into junior year, and I was going into sophomore year. So it was like the summer of right. my freshman year. Right, summer yeah. of my sophomore year. Summer of her freshman year.
1: Yes, and. We met each other because I was the swing
0: mm-hmm.
1: of two shows. She was in a show called Off the Charts. Yep. Um, yep. And I was swinging Off the Charts and I was swinging this other show called Let It Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and her and I became literally like the best friends. Like, <laughs> I used to, I feel like I was more at your place. Like, I was at your place more than I was at my own place. I like, it was, you was either there. your place or Stop's place. Yeah.
0: I just remember you sleeping over a lot. All the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you just play your guitar and we would sing and
0: like it was very
1: chill and yeah,
0: yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And then we like w- it's funny to think about how we only worked together once Well, actually we worked together later for a second in that Spring Awakening reading, but oh, yes. right <laughs> My <Yes>. friend, like
1: <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Miranda. I,
0: yes. Yes but I, it's funny because we, we met that one summer. So we only actually worked together once and spent like every day together for one summer. And then the yeah. years after that, it was like, I was visiting you at Ball State at your school yes. Studios, and you came down to visit me. And then two years later, you graduated. And I remember yeah. you calling me. I can't remember if it was like when you landed in New York or you landed home and you were telling me that you got a call back for waitress this was like all happening in the same week that you graduated right or was it your show yeah week?
1: Like yeah what- it was all it was all right after showcase and it was literally like it was that week i had like a bunch of different auditions set up and when i got back to school the week of graduation yeah it was when i ended up having to go back
0: That's to amazing. new
1: york for the callback yeah mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: i remember yeah. what it was it's funny i remember i was like walking around in central park when you told me that maybe you got a callback or maybe when you told me you got it i just remember like you calling me about waitress and i'm like did she just graduated like she just got there like that was so crazy but you moved it's, straight to new york right
1: yeah i moved straight to new york basically well i did have it's so weird i did have la showcase so i still had la showcase that i was supposed to do so when i graduated i went immediately to la showcase because I was supposed to start immediately for waitress, but then they were like, you don't have to come in right at the second. Like, we'll give you that moment. And I was like, great. Wow. Things work out in my favor. This is yes. beautiful. So I went to LA showcase, um, for a couple of days. It might've, it might've been a week or something. And then I literally started. And then I flew from there, packed my stuff up in two suitcases as the old saying goes, whatever, and flew to New York. Yes. The, got there at night at like nine, 10 something at night and started rehearsals the next morning.
0: Damn, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know you started yeah. so soon. Were you yeah. ever considering LA at all because you showcased there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was not, I wasn't. I was like, you know, like
1: TV and stuff sounds great to me. Like I, I've been on TV now, which is great. Like it is a great opportunity i think i more so was like i would rather do like a sitcom or something like that if if it is gonna be tv but i more so was like i knew that either chicago or new york was gonna be my place to be and primarily i was like honestly i thought about going to chicago um yeah for a while there and i was like maybe i'll just go back um back home because i'm from chicago and then i was like when i got into new york i was like oh, okay maybe maybe this is it Maybe I should just do this because Broadway was on my goal list, but it was for my list like years to come. You know, I didn't think I definitely was not one of the people. And this is probably because I started so late. I wasn't thinking in my head, I'm going to leave college booking a Broadway show or I'm going to book Broadway in the first year or two. I was like, that's five to 10 years down the line. That's what I thought personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just worked out differently. So I was Mm -hmm. like, praise God.
0: So tell us about your first Broadway experience with Waitress. (laughs) Oh my god. Which I saw, by the way. I got to see you go on as Dawn with Stavros. And we were- I was just looking at those pictures the other day. Yeah, I was just looking at pictures. Sierra sobbed, y'all. She (laughs) sobbed. (laughs) Well, I feel like I have so many memories of like you either watching you perform or you telling me that you got a job in which I'm sobbing. <laughs> that not happened multiple times. Actually, now that I think about it, that is
1: like that is what Sierra does for me. She solves for me. Like, like she's the one who I could call and
0: know that she would cry for yeah. me. Yeah, like, and she doesn't so all cry. No, <laughs> waitress was crazy. Also, I just I I think that show is so beautiful. I love oh my gosh. that show. I think it's written super well. I think it's such a good mm-hmm. show, and I'm so glad my first time seeing it for real was with you as Dawn. And also because I feel like I've never seen you play a character like that either, you know? So I think it was also like, oh my God, like I've never seen you quirky. Like obviously you're funny. You're funny, you're assertive, you're dynamic. Like I've seen Mm -hmm. those ways of you, but I've Mm -hmm. never seen you like small, and, and insecure right. and quirky. And it was incredible. And, and I think for both me and Starbucks, we were like, oh my God, like we didn't expect that from you. And it was like incredibly believable that you were this super nerdy girl. And it was yeah. so fun to see. And I'm like, and, and also, or and you were the first Black Dawn, right? Yeah, so which that's also a lot of
1: people weird, don't know.
0: Which a lot of people yeah. don't know. You gotta tell them, you gotta tell people. She was the first Black Dawn, tell your friends. Everywhere. I know,
1: right? That's another conversation. That's another conversation we'll have in this podcast. Yes, yes. But, Definitely. yeah, I I didn't know that I was capable of doing that either. Like, when they, when they cast me as the role, I was like, huh? Like, yeah. me? It's, especially because, I mean, like, I am a very confident person. However, like, being in this industry is a lot, especially when um, you weren't um, trained in it as long as other people were you know like I wasn't doing this since I was young so it just is um, sometimes people feel like it's just luck and and so that can get into my head a lot of the time so that was definitely a moment that I did have like are y'all sure like you know and I was like this is a lot of pressure because I'm the youngest one in this cast besides the little Lulus (laughs) like (laughs) I'm literally the youngest person in this cast everybody else is like basically everybody was turning 30 like, yeah. so everybody was grown and I'm like, great. Everybody thinks I'm a child. This is beautiful. <laughs> um, even though I have this major old soul where, right. in which I like Sometimes to say I'm along with them, Which I
0: know you did. I, I had dinner with all of them at your birthday party. Yeah. Oh, Every I get along. Yeah. You get along. Yeah.
1: I feel like I'm always friends with all of the older people. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's my like mindset half the time. Um, but yeah, my first, my first experience was, <laughs> okay i'm just gonna like give you some quick tea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so everybody's aware of where my mind is at yeah i am so grateful for broadway i am and it definitely has inspired a lot of who i have become you know yeah. um when i <laughs> was getting ready so i had two weeks to to learn all of this stuff to to do the um debut and my ensemble track and everybody always asked the question of like what was it like your first time on stage like looking out into the audience like how did you feel and i was like oh this feels like a um high school show like (laughs) like a college show like that is that's what i that's what i thought like i was like you know it my high school had the same amount of seats like you know what I'm saying like, like I was like "Garbage yes. has the same amount of seats they are be they're so much smaller they're than people small. think they are yeah. I was like the major you know I'm on stage with a bunch of people I don't necessarily know like nobody's like legit like eight list famous in my opinion like you know even yeah. though I loved everyone I was like we're all in the they've been around but like you know people don't necessarily remember a lot of Broadway people anyway. That just is Yeah, that's that's true. Part of the sacrifice is doing this work that we're doing, you know? Um, Even though it is very reputable, a lot of people are trifling. So there's that, you know? (laughs) And And so, but you know, being on this stage, like I was like, yeah, like the difference between Broadway and any, uh, but I also believe it's because any place that I'm going to, I'm always thinking in a professional mindset. Like that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Any place where I'm making money, I'm thinking of a professional mindset. That shouldn't change. So the difference between Broadway is that it's just a different amount money-wise. That's what that is for me. Right.
0: I agree. I agree with all of that. I think the only difference is that the pressure is just a little bit more It just feels like, you know, instead of it being in high school and at school, you're like, yeah, I really want to impress my friends and I want to impress my teachers and stuff. And there's just that other element of like, oh, but they're paying me to do this and they hired me and there's that a little bit of pressure, but like, you know, the audience is Looks the same. It's like yeah, and, and when same. I yeah, it looks the same. When I work, I work just as hard at school in community theater, whatever it is, as I do on Broadway. So I don't think it's like you that makes things different. It's the right circumstances that make things. It's different the circumstances different. that make it different. Yeah. Yeah. So I was
1: like, so my opinion was like, oh, this is just like I just need to pretend like I'm at school, like that's yes. what this feels like. Great, great, great. Like you know, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: um, and then later on, I realized like how important it was in terms of like publicity and like getting to other shows and like being known in this industry, you know? And so then I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But my initial experience was like, oh, like, okay,
0: great. Like this is just so like, like your debut, that. you were like, that was great. Like that is fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a great time.
1: Like, you know. Ah, uh, what a great time. You know, so I was like, awesome. And also because waitress again like Waitress is so beautiful like the music is so beautiful the choreo seems so simple but it is also just so it's so like it
0: yeah it is so meticulous like it's yes I can tell I've watched um Soft Place to Land like 80 times the one where they do it on uh I don't know what it is but it's on YouTube. Yes. And it was like, it's like the original cast doing it. Yeah. All the hand movements. I was like, <laughs> I was yes. like, that was difficult, <laughs> But it's so beautiful. It's so minute, but it, it makes such a difference. So I'm sure it was really hard. I feel like all the ensemble tracks in that show are very hard.
1: Oh, they're hard because it's so prop heavy. Yeah, That is actually, here's what I will say though. That is the part that got me. Like that yeah. is the major part because it was like, don't drop none on this stage. Like you got real, you got real flour right here. Or it's real (laughs) water with brown dye to make it look like coffee. Like you gotta be careful because you will spill all of this. You know? Also the best part about Waitress was that like we got people who like sat in the front booths and like that were right in front of the audience we had like real pie so like at the end of our opening number like we would have a real slice of pecan pie and i don't like pecans but the Uh feeling the filling of the pie of of a pecan pie is so good Mm -hmm. and they put it on the plate with icing so like the way the way our (laughs) cast used to be like stop sending us sweets just send fruit because this is like
0: you got pie everywhere Oh yeah, smacked it down, it was so good. Yeah, didn't they start selling it? Like you could buy it at the show too, right? So expensive, that's the problem with
1: Broadway. It's just so expensive, you would pay
0: like $12 for a little
1: tiny, Yeah, but listen, that little tiny jar was good, okay, I I will say that. Cause I got a cookies and cream one time and I was like, my God, this is (laughs) tasty. That's
0: awesome, so you had like a real person there baking them, every show? No. No? I actually don't know where we got the little
1: things <laughs> from. <laughs> okay. I don't know where we got them from. And the smell that people smell in the theaters was, like, it was not a new pie every day. They would change it out, like, every mm. week or something like that. It was just a pie they put in the oven to, like, smell the room up. But wow. Like, Broadway you know.
0: magic. That's so funny. Well, how long were you in that show?
1: This show, that show I was in for actually the longest out of all of my shows thus far. I was in that show for a year and like two months. Wow. Before I rolled
0: out of there. Yeah. And you went on for Don often, right? Or maybe only a couple of times?
1: I went on for Don a couple of times. I will say I went on for my other roles and these other shows way more than I went on for Don. <laughs> I didn't start going on for Dawn until, when was National Theater Day? It was on National Theater Day. Mm. oh my god really (laughs) yeah it was which was actually very cool i was like oh wow look look at how all of this works like come on national theater day i'm trying to think like what what even what day was that even i don't know when you're trying to like look at your instagram posts (laughs) when did i post about
0: it that's cool that you can do it like by that like oh yeah national theater day i went on for non was, right? Cool.
1: It was it was quite um it was quite awesome. I will say that. And I was like, what a what a blessing. What a blessing this is. I'm like still trying to find this day, girl. I ain't gonna find it. Oh, there it is. There she goes. Ha ha ha
0: ha. ha. So what was oh, something March
1: twenty seventh. Oh. oh okay. In the spring. 2018, yep. Oof. Oh my Two god. Mm-hmm. 2018.
0: Two thousand eighteen. And you joined in twenty seventeen? I joined... Because you graduated 2017, right? Yeah. 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 So you went on literally like, I just moved to New York. Or maybe, no, maybe I moved in April. I might have moved. Yeah, you might have moved in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's crazy. Um, Okay, so what did you feel like was something you didn't know about being an understudy that you learned with Waitress? Because for me, this is the dumb one, but I truly, truly was like, I didn't know that an understudy doesn't have any like specific dates to go on. Like you really do just go on if something bad happens to somebody. Like I thought that like oh I probably get to go on once a month. <laughs> Literally, like I thought like it, I would. What <laughs> I was like I was like I'm getting a job as an understudy in Durban Hansen where I'm not in the ensemble. So clearly I must have one performance a month or something. And then, you know, I go on when someone needs me. And my agent was like, no, you just go on if you need to be there. And I was like, so I'm signing my name on the dotted line. And I don't, there's a good chance that my family won't get to see me. He's like, yeah. And I actually got quite lucky where everyone I love has seen me play both of these roles. And that's a very lucky thing to say because I don't, I'm not in, there's no ensemble. But that was something that when I signed, I did not know that when I had got the part, really. And I don't know why, but I just assumed, I was like, I have to go on. You know what I mean? Uh, No, that's not promised to you at all. So that was- I guess
1: that makes a lot of sense like so I knew I was the understudy I didn't know that there were other understudies I didn't know that you could have more than one yes that's what I didn't realize so and I also didn't realize that some shows do like first cover second cover third cover some shows do like you'll you'll alternate I had no like I had no clue when it came to the logistics of like how it actually works for you to go on because when i went i was like yes and i'm the understudy for don so like i'm gonna go on whenever she gets sick like that's it like boom you know and i got there and was like what do you mean that the swing is also the understudy and so is the cover for jenna she also covers her yeah
0: so what, like, what were you in line were you like fourth in line
1: so they okay so there were there were three of us there were me there was molly Job, who was the swing and then there was stephanie Torrance, who covers jenna and it's also in the ensemble. So, my, so Stephanie, and the way that they did it was they did basically do like first cover, second cover for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when I got there and we settled everything, they ended up, when I finally went on, they, they changed it to alternating, which I was like, and thank God, because y'all tried it. So, yeah. but, um, uh, so step, they never really put Stephanie on. She had only been on for dawn like once because she's, the first cover for Jenna so she's always on for Jenna like it happens every time like that's our girl that is that is Jenna
0: yeah
1: um I'm shocked that she didn't take over the role at some point because she was incredible that's how it goes mm-hmm. Molly Job, who was the swing was also a cover for Jenna but she was the second cover so she didn't go on all the time mm-hmm. um and so she was pretty much the because she didn't go on for Jenna all the time she was pretty much the first cover for uh for Dawn all of the time so when i got there it was like she's always gonna go on we'll find time for you to go on at some point in your life right that's how it basically was Mm -hmm. and i would be in rehearsal learning this role and i would be playing this role in rehearsal all of the time and i would be like why am i not going on yet you know i'm like Mm -hmm. and I will say, like, our stage manager at one point tried to help me out and basically tried to get the producers there to, like, see me in a rehearsal. But quite frankly, like, this is when I realized how racist Broadway can actually be, <laughs> unfortunately. And I, and don't get me wrong, like, I love my waitress fam. I I love the stage managers. Like, I love everyone who worked there. However, in terms of privilege, a lot of people just were not um they were not aware not cognizant and not really trying to help either in terms yeah. of moving the industry forward for black people like i was like it can't just be a black woman playing the role of becky right
0: right like
1: we don't have to continue to do that especially like in terms of don when an asian woman is the first to have done the right. role right. which was confusing to me so i was like you had somebody of color
0: right Right. So
1: I'm lost as to, you know,
0: why it's um, like so random that they would put you on. Like they've never Right. Yeah. And I was like,
1: it, it, you know, and here's my thing is like many of us are like we can't always make everything a race thing. It's not always a race thing, which I do understand. Yeah. I hear you. However, you know when it's a race thing, when it's yeah. not a race thing. Like that is just like I'm not I, gonna lie to you, like, that's just how it is. Especially if if there are no, like, notes given. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's right. nothing, and you're yeah. like, you're doing great. Like, da-da-da-da-da. But that's we the thing, like, I on. feel like
0: this whole quarantine process has been about, like, telling people why it's a race thing and, and making them understand that. Like, I, I had a similar experience with Durbin Hansen, where, like, they wouldn't think it was a race thing, of course, and we'd have to right. be like, well, when you give me notes, you say this to me and you say no. this to this other Black understudy, but you don't say this to her, and we're doing exactly what she's doing. Like, it's that kind of thing where we had to be like, you're looking at us through a particular lens that you don't yes. even know you are using, and that is yes. inherently racist, and that's why we're here. Like, those yes. are the films I think Broadway has. Like, some of it's that, some of it is directly. I think it's a bit of both, but I think most of them have an indirect bias that they don't know that they have. And they don't it, know. They don't know. And it's in the way they give you notes. It's in the way that maybe they feel a little bit uncomfortable when you do a certain thing on stage that they wouldn't notice about a white actor doing on stage and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to think it's race because they're like, I have black friends. I've dated a black person. And they, yes. Would think it's race. And but- also the
1: idea that like, you know like being like literally what you said like in the way that you give notes and like my thing is all of all of us are not the same so yeah. the way that this white woman plays this role in the character of Don, it is very different for my life. Right. And my thing is, don't tell me this is Indiana, like they're in Indiana, I went right. to school in Indiana, I know what Indiana
0: is like, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all don't know what Indiana
1: is like. Yes. So my thing was like, you're t- you're giving me things that it's like, you know, just, you know, you're making this, you're like kind of making this funny. And I was like, no, I'm just funny. Like, I'm so yeah, sorry I'm if this funny. person isn't isn't that funny. Like that has nothing to do with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And not that they weren't funny, but I'm saying like, in terms of like notes, like just be careful for what you're saying or like, wow, this part is so beautiful. You're, um, it's like a little sad right now. And I was like, yeah, well that's how it feels when I'm in this role. Like, like, so my thing is like the way that the way that it all kind of worked out was kind of just like, I'm not going to be like them. That's not, that's not how this is going to be. You know, it can't be this cookie cutter version. Yeah. Like it just can't. And I think that that is definitely in terms of Broadway when it comes to the white community like that is something that legit needs to be worked on because I don't think that they
0: understand it nor are they really trying to understand it either, you know. Because they think that if they hire us, that's the job. But what they're doing is they're hiring us to do exactly what has been done with the role. They don't want variation. They don't want it to be from our story, from our point of view. They're like, yeah, we hired you because like we, you know, we want black people like we're hiring black people, but they don't want you to do anything different. And you have to be like, it looks different on me, no matter what I do. It looks different on me, so you need to let me do what feels close to this character, as opposed to what's what you've been telling everybody to do before me. And that's how it should be with any kind of person. Like, you know, when you ha- when you're in acting school, your teacher gives you different notes than they give the other person, and it's based off of you as the performer. I think Broadway has a problem with it's like based too much on the text. And they're yeah. so used to seeing it be a white person that they're like, okay, I'm gonna hire a black person, but I'm just hiring a black person to hire a black person. I don't really yes. want to do what a black person does with this text, <laughs> you know? Yes, and also I guess
1: like the issue with being with being in that show for my first time too is, like, I guess I expected more. Here's here's a note about understudies that a lot of people don't realize, especially understudies who are. Actually, I don't know if it's that, but I'm saying from my experience, being an understudy who's also in the ensemble, um, for waitress, as we all know, waitress, every time they put, like, a new gin in, for the most part, it was always, like, some kind of celebrity. Like, that's how right. they made their money. Right. Um, but they they didn't spend time really caring about necessarily, like, getting me ready and, like, actually, mm. like, sitting with me and, like, you know, Really are responsible these for scenes. your own track. They, they taught me the staging, and that was kind of it. You know what I'm saying? And the person who was trying to give notes was the stage manager, in which I was kind of like, you don't have... <laughs> and this is not to be mean towards him, because I loved him, but I also was just like... I don't know if I can really trust what you're, the notes that you're giving me right. because you're not the director, you're not the assistant director, like you're not these people who actually have the thought in mind. You're going off of what you've seen. Right. You're literally going off of what you've seen. You're not going off of an actual acting class, right, any right, right. teaching of the sorts. Like, so that bothered me because it was like, I want to be. I'm this young girl again, trying to just make everybody happy, and it was like I I want to be here, I want to learn, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm
0: learning because I feel like you're just giving me notes from based off of these white people that you yes. see Yes, I felt in the this same role. role. I think that is the problem with having with with learning your track from the assistant director and not yes. having the privilege of learning from the main director. I felt the same. You no. Know? Or really taking the time to like dissect this material, wow, like right. we're oh not God, doing God. that. In any way I when when I got like promoted as Alana, I was so excited to go back to the table. I was yeah. like, oh, I can't wait to show you what I'm working on, what I think about this. Yes, I'm going to show you, Bubba. They didn't want to see any of that. They were like, I didn't no, care. What it is, hit your marks, cross your T's, dot your eyes. I's, is what we want to see. There was no room for you to experiment because it was like this but, show that's the point of acting
1: and that's what I don't and that's the part that I don't agree with when it comes to broadways because once you have gotten to a certain level when it, in that field with that show it's like everything has to be cookie cutter after that nobody can come in with their own ideas Hamilton is the same way in my opinion like you can't come in with your own ideas and I'm like What kind of, so what are you looking for when you're auditioning people? If that's the case, then just show me the tape so I can come in exactly how you wanted it to be. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, just show me the tape. Like, don't play me and act like you really want to see my acting if you don't care about my acting.
0: Right. And that's the problem. And that doesn't give us our passion. Right. Right. And that's the problem. And like what you said with Hamilton, it's like I for so for so long of course like anybody I'm like oh my god I would love to be in Hamilton and then all I'm hearing from my friends that are in it is just that there's no creativity (laughs) the whole show and it's filled with people who like write their own music write their own songs like that show only hires like the most creative artists in the game like everybody in that show has a record coming out you know what I mean and they're not allowed to do anything like they're just like no we just gotta do what they tell us to do because with these shows with these big machine money making shows they're like if it's not broke don't fix it
1: it I think Jeremy yeah. Hansen
0: is turning into that as well. Like they're just like yeah. this show is so good and it's so successful, and they're just scared of making it yeah. different. But you're right; that takes away like why we want to do it. Like, yeah, this is I love this show. I love Jeremy Hansen. I think it's amazing. Now watch what I could do with this character because I have so many thoughts. I've watched yeah. it a million times. I have thoughts, and I and I want to make it better with just adding me. Here's how I can make it different, and they're yes. scared of that. And those are the yes. conversations that we need to be having because it's like. And I said that in our meeting. I was like, you know, it just feels like you're afraid to take a chance on us. Those are the yes. words? Yes. Yeah, because that's what and it is. And it's like,
1: how do you want people to come into an audition room and to be themselves if you don't care about them putting themselves in the work? Right. Like, for me, you're, you're in my, you're, I'm coming into this room and I'm already knowing that, like, you don't actually care about the work that I'm giving you right now. Like, how does that make a person feel? You know, that that we just, we have to be better in, in that regards, especially yeah. for our understudies because our understudies are like, we, we already have this, this whole pressure to yeah. be like the person that is on that stage. You know what I'm saying? And That's if we're not as good. And most of the times you hear that understudies are better than everyone else who's in the room because they have like worked their butts off to, to work like, harder.
0: yeah. Cause we have to get work harder to, 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 like, like that's another thing people don't think about. We get the role, but then it feels like we have to, like, prove that we're supposed to be there. So it's like, yes. yeah, you hired me to be the understudy, but, like, you don't trust me, so now I have to do extra work. I have to watch the person I'm understudying like a hawk. I end up basically knowing the show better than anybody because I'm trying so hard to get a chance to go on. And yes. so we end up being the people who we know the material. We know the show forwards and backwards because we had to work so hard. And something that was really hard for me, too, is, like, I've never learned a show by writing it down like I really right. underestimated muscle memory yeah I feel like I'm not gonna remember that because usually when you get a note it's like oh yeah he gave me this note and I do it when I walk around the table I'll remember that you know there are some notes right that you don't have to write down you're like I don't remember that because I was up here and I was doing it when I was an understudy for Dervin Hanson, I had to write every single thing down. And it was hard.
1: Everything.
0: Everything. And I was writing down notes that she was getting that may not even be applied to me because who knows what I'm gonna do when I get up there. You know what I mean? So that made things super confusing too. I'm learning her show but I'm trying to yep. find my show and then yes! I'm not confident enough. Yeah. To do my show. Right. And then yes. confidence for me, it was like, Oh my God, my confidence took forever to come. I was so insecure when I first started because it just, everything felt like I had to work really, really hard to, to be seen in the part that I was already cast in. It was like, I had mm-hmm. to make sure I knew everything. And then when I got up there, it, like you're expected to know everything. It's supposed to be yep. in your body and that's it. And it was like, I felt like it took me so long to find the confidence to be like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here because you know, when you're learning the show, when you're the lead, you get pats on the back after you do everything, after you do everything, it's like, Oh, you're great. Thank you so much. Can you do that again? Oh, we love you. That's so great. When you're an understudy, yeah. you don't get none of that pat on the back. You don't get none of that. You don't get nothing. And I am unfortunately an affirmation person. It's really hard for me. To <laughs> <feel> like, <laughs> Yeah. To feel like I'm love doing language. Well. It's my love language, especially in this this career, which is really hard. It's like the hardest thing. Like, yeah, I need to be told that I'm on the right track. I need to be told that the work that I'm doing is good for me to feel like the work that I'm doing is good. And being in that that was so few and far in between because I barely got an opportunity to show myself. So, oh man, for sure. Yeah. I just be like, I don't even know if this is good. Like, do they even like me? Like, is this, you know, all that stuff. And then I felt like I was just working so, so hard for the job that I was already cast in
1: yeah yeah exactly literally that for the job that you were already cast in which i that just confuses me i'm like i shouldn't have to like continuously have to prove that and that was my problem and especially with don because i was like you know the girl who i took over for was aisha jackson she didn't understudy don so she was just the you know she was just in the ensemble so i was her first replacement so i said you knew what you were doing when you hired me in this role to play this replacement and And you added this understudy. You added this on there. So I shouldn't have to prove anything to you all. Like that sucks. Like, you know, and it got to a point where I like had to bring it up because I was like, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm lost here. Like what's happening, you know? And I was hit with, I was hit with basically telling me like to get over it and that Mm -hmm. this wouldn't like other shows are worse than this. And I was like, what? You know, it was like, that makes no sense to me. Like, that is wild. That's crazy. And even when I did go on, like, again, like, no, like, no big props. Like, the, the least you could have did was, like, post it on this social media that you use all of the time and say that, hey, we have our first African-American woman who's playing this role. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you couldn't even do that, mm-hmm, which is why mm-hmm. no one knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's... That's actually a problem and that shows the people who are in that building. Like I was like that shows who you all are. Yes. That shows your colors. Like that sucks. Like that really sucks. Mm-hmm. And you just don't even realize how much how privileged you all are and like we how we are starving artists like actually like starving for something like yeah. right. like you know so it just it definitely was it was interesting being in that show. I will say I love the people there though like they are a family like um i definitely still have great relationships with everyone there i think for me what i will say is what got me through a lot of the shows that i was in um because quite honestly i don't want and you know and i want everyone who's listening this to this no, to know that like it's not just about like, we're not here to just like gossip and tell you all of the bad things, but you do need to understand that like in any job that you go to, everything is not gonna be a piece of cake. Everything is not gonna be easy. And so what are the ways that we can acknowledge how to make changes what are the ways that we need to acknowledge the wrong that is happening because i'm i am grateful you know but i'm not about to sit here and and believe that i am less than just to be able to say that i'm grateful that doesn't that actually doesn't work that doesn't fit in that puzzle you can be grateful and know your worth and move accordingly to that that does not mean that you shut up and let everything slide you know and and i let a lot slide because i was new and i had to come to my own realizations of like absolutely not we can't we can't continue to do that like we we can't continue to move in that way you know so i you know i just want to make sure everybody know that like (laughs) listen
0: yeah listen yeah, it's the tea,
1: just, it's the just tea just, that we're spilling is so you can be better for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: holding them accountable means you know. Yeah, we love Broadway. We want to make Broadway a better place, and the only way to do that is to be honest, and we can do that in a respectful way. We can yeah. respectfully say, "I love my job," but these are the ways in which I felt like I wasn't being treated the way that I deserved. And in order for people like yeah. me, look like me, to have a good time here in Broadway and feel like they're creating the kind of performance that they want, they need to feel comfortable. So we need to have that conversation before we start this up again and before new people come behind us. So. Exactly,
1: because we are building a future for the generations. Like seriously, we are building a future for, for people who are coming from behind us. Like, right. and and that is the most important part. Like I want my beautiful brown skinned sisters who come, who come up in this world to be able to like experience newness and not to go through the same stuff that I went through right at a young age like that mind you like I had I wasn't even 22 yet like you know what I'm saying so like I'm experiencing all this at a very young age yeah and and being young and everybody's just like well good luck you know like you gotta do something (laughs) Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah okay so I mean, I feel like my biggest question is about Tina. I want to know everything about Tina. I want to know about your <laughs> understanding process. I want to know about originating another Broadway show, because you originated King Kong as well. So what's that like, being a part of an original Broadway cast? Which I know was like your bucket list. It was something on your bucket list. I remember talking to you about that.
1: Oh, my God. Um, origin, originating an original cast is hard. Yeah. I will, one word, hard. Um, it was also so incredible. I mean, in, in both shows, like, being a... Because I was a part of the ensemble in both shows and got to cover this lead role, which is just, like, insane. Um, it is very hard because you are very much learning your own track and yeah. having to... Mm-hmm. I was peeking over the side trying to learn every like the leads track and in King Kong it was so hard because everything was changing right. all of the time and so that was the most change because that was like legit legit original they hadn't done it anywhere else whereas Tina at least they did it in London so they kept some things the same for the most part but for King Kong it was like I literally was like trying to write down every move Can't that moves. All the dance like, everything was wild. And for Tina, I was very thankful because I had experienced King Kong, so I knew how hard it was going to be. The difference between Tina was is that the day I started rehearsals, they were like, um, it was a music rehearsal, and they were like, okay, we're going to let everybody go early. We're going to keep Kayla. And I was like, huh? And this is the first day. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to start going over Tina material now. Like, just so you know, you will be going on sooner than you think. And I was like,
0: good for them. I was
1: like, wow, like that was already a different game. So that let me know like that had already let me know like how to prepare, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because we try to prepare to the best of our abilities. But this this let me like allow myself to like make certain goals Mm -hmm. that I was able to keep, you know, like I came in with. The what was great was that it was Tina music for, you know, and so I was able to like come in with the music pretty much known. Um, We literally started going over music that day and Adrian had a lot of press and our alternate was in London doing Tina. Yeah. So it was just me. So when Adrian, Adrian would be in another room, plantina and I would be in the other room and they would be like, could wow. you feel me and play Tina? So it was from the jump, it was actually quite incredible wow. and also very hard because I was like, I'm already stepping into the lee role now. Yeah. Like that. So that was a great experience because yeah. things were changing and I got to actually be a part of the change. Right. And okay. our director did a lot. Um, Philadelphia, who I love. Yeah, I just love this team in general. Like it it was so much, so, so much more prepared in, in terms of the teamwork that they put in. And, like, they just were – it was just better overall. It was the best experience I've had yet. Um, yeah. And just being in it, like, it taught me – new acting things like they actually spent time with me with like action verbs and stuff like that so yes. like oh. they they like let they let me be a part of it like it yes. didn't feel like it was like you can't step into this role it was right. like okay, so like Adrian's not here like come on ahead and do this you know what I'm saying so it was like yeah. wow thank you
0: so I much think, yeah I think that's so important that they're treating the understudy like she's also the the lead because you are, yeah. you are going to go on and you're going to be expected to look exactly like her and to be as ready as she is and to be as confident as she is. And in order exactly. for everybody to reach success, they need to be holding your hand just as much as they're holding her hand. I think that's yeah. that probably doesn't really do. I think the understudies kind of just get thrown into the fire and we're responsible for it all. And then it's like, yeah. if you look like her, you need to give me her the same treatment you gave her because she has, cause, cause people don't, I feel like I underestimated the value of. I perform with confidence because the rehearsal process made me confident. You know what I mean? Like in college, it was like, we rehearse all of these days because I'm playing around. I'm having such a good time, and I'm growing the confidence with this character because everybody in the room believes in me and my confidence. Yes, goes, I feel like I can play. I can feel like I have fun, and then so by the time it's opening night, I'm like, yeah, I feel good, and I can't wait to show you what we've created. That confidence yes. only comes when you feel like you. They're holding your hand during the process. There was and that, and Tina was literally
1: that. Like I finally, I finally felt like because it and i loved king kong but it also was not like that either and tina was the first time that i actually felt that everyone in the room including the team actually cared about me you know what I'm saying and they actually wanted to see me succeed right. as a black woman but that was also because we were doing a black I show I see know. what I'm saying so like it was be it was so it was like we have we have to care about these black people and so we're going to make sure that they know that we care mm-hmm. and I and you know I appreciated that though they still have a lot to learn I appreciated the effort and I was like that's all we want we just want to be just as important in the room mm-hmm. as you make everyone else seem like that is that is all we long for we long for appreciation and I really felt like they appreciated me you know and and they were so when we got to tech I was like great I already know what I need to do now like I'm gonna have everything memorized uh by the time we finish tech like so, like I, I was like, I was like, okay, I have goals. I have things that I'm gonna be willing to do. And they were like, yes, we're gonna take you over here to practice this scene. Like they were, you know, they were really trying. Like and they were like, you know, in terms of the alternate, like we we don't know if she comes. Like we're not sure if she comes and if she'll be ready in time. So like we want to make sure that you are ready just in case. Like they were like, we're not about to play no ball games in here. We're about to make sure everybody is straight and set to go. And so I was appreciative of that because even though I didn't end up needing to go on around that time I was like I at least I'm feeling confident about getting stuff done you know um so that by the time I did my put in um and I wasn't supposed to go on they actually gave me a debut date right I, I, they actually gave me a date So and I think that, that was based because off of, yeah well go ahead it was based off of the fact that like so what happens is I was the only other cover besides our alternate and so um, our alternate usually goes on when you're an alternate, you go on the matinee shows. And so she was supposed to go on Wednesday and Saturday afternoons. Adrian was leaving for some kind of publicity um thing. So she was gonna be out of town, which meant I would need to move into the alternate position and our alternate yes. would move into the Tina position. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I my original day was supposed to be the twenty-fifth. What happened what ended up happening is that um Adrian was out for something. Um, and, uh, and something happened with our alternate. She ended up having a lot of, a lot of, um, unfortunate events happen to her when it came to sickness and things like that. Yeah. So, and so ended up happening where they were like, you're going to go on. And I was wow. and like, <laughs> and then, so that happened in like December. So yeah. that was before my debut date, but I was ready. Cause oh, we had finally, we had done the put in and everything by this yeah. point. Wow. So like they were on it. You know what I'm saying? They were really they were really on it in terms of trying to make sure that I was like prepared to go. So that when it was time for me to go, I was like, "Let's do it." Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, "And I'm ready." So, let's yes. go ahead and You let's were like, start yeah. Up "Yeah, you were like, "Let me
0: path. show you what I can do." Because I felt super supported and I'm ready. You know? Like, yeah. And I actually I didn't even I guess I didn't even think about
1: the fact that like we opened in November and I literally went on in December December. like that's wild but yeah girl I mean Tina was Tina's hard because you have this woman yeah (laughs) who's a legend that you're trying to (laughs) who's literally alive you know and and everybody else have every all the other Tina's had like met her and talked to her like you know I didn't have that so I was like okay well you know I'm just gonna try and do my homework and (laughs) Uh, ask Adrian a question every now and again yeah. <laughs> uh, and that it was literally like you have a lot of work to do uh, you have a lot of work ahead of you so and that role specifically as an understudy um, even like in general is just so hard because as an I get we are dancing all the time we have so much stuff to do in the show and yes. um, and we're around Tina all the time, but like we're doing other things. So there was maybe like one dance or two where I was like, I literally don't know what she's doing during this time because <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm literally doing a doing your full own number.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, I can't even, I don't, I can't even watch her. Like I'm doing a full number y'all. So y'all have to like, I need somebody to teach me this cause I don't have it, you know? Yeah. So there were times that they allowed me to like swing out so that I could watch the Yay. show and yeah. take notes, which was very helpful. Um. And yeah, it just was kind of like, <laughs> it was just a lot of extra work outside of it for me. Like it was a lot of researching outside of the show and I was exhausted. That is what people also don't understand. Being an understudy while you're also on stage is very exhausting. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as tired. Like I'm literally on stage all day. I don't actually have, so the only time that I get to actually go over this stuff is by myself you know what I'm saying after work which you're trying to go to sleep or like before work if you don't have you know rehearsals and stuff and in rehearsals sometimes I was playing I get and a lot of the times I was playing Tina so it was a lot of the stuff where you kind of like you kind of just need to be ready at all times right literally that's that's actually what it was yeah. you have to be ready at all times and it was it was definitely a struggle but like I said like with with having people who were, like, for me, it definitely felt better in terms of that. And I will say, like, I guess the hardest part about doing it was, like, I did have to go on mid-show a couple of times. Yeah. And the hardest part about doing it doing it is a lot of people don't care for understudies, right. quite, honestly, quite honestly. Until they see what you can do. And mid-show will teach you that because yeah. I was going mm-hmm. on right after river deep um river River deep mountain high which is like the famous song that everybody knows adrian and stuff for but our alternate was in the track doing it and something was happening so she needed to call out because she was not feeling well and i remember them making the announcement the curtain was down and everybody on the other side of the curtain was booing oh yeah because that's what people do because if you're not the lead they don't want you there And that, that is actually the most hurtful part about being in the understudy role is like, if you only understood the amount of work that I put in to be here, to make sure I am just as prepared in the room, like I may not be the person that you're used to seeing, but if I'm an understudy and I'm understudying this lead role, don't you think that I'm good enough? Like, you know what I'm saying?
0: You know why? We just have to end this idea that understudy is second best. We got to end it. We got to throw it. We have to end it. If anything, it's the hardest job because you're responsible for so much that the lead yeah. is not responsible for and you have to learn a lot and with uh, with not as much as care that that person gets like there's so much that goes into it which is why we should be so respected you know like let alone like, so respected respect, like respect there should be a respect for understudies that I feel like is definitely not there and i and I always think no. about this, and I was like when did we all learn that like the understudy was the second best and I think it kind of came from like High school productions where it would be like you and a girl or two girls down to the wire and it would be like, yeah, yeah. It Wasn't that great? So we made her the understudy or like that's where it came from. It came from this idea of like This is the pool that we have these two are the best one girl did the option up the other girl didn't so we made her the understudy Stupid things like that in Broadway. It could literally be like oh this girl has a better resume She's been working longer. So we're gonna give it to her or this girl's older, so we're gonna give it to her. This girl fits the costume, so we're gonna give it to her. There's a million reasons that have nothing a to do with you being second fast. and we need oh that, that idea like right now. And and I, I has to
1: go because it it it. And my thing is, if you're expecting us to give you a good show, then why would you be so rude like you know amazing, and like yeah. my thing is like I know this curtain is down but baby I can hear you on the other side right. I'm standing in the middle of this of the stage you know and like of course what ended up happening is like the curtain went up everybody's silent yeah I get to sing in that first note and they go crazy and you it's like oh D-? no no no, I didn't start with riverdy we went straight into what
0: wow and you got to and so
1: literally and just like on, everybody cheering right? and i was already on in my ensemble oh, role that's crazy so like but it took it took me getting to this point of like okay so now i have to show you and y'all are right like, oh okay never mind she's great and i'm like that's the for us it's like what confidence are you leaving us with you know right. like That is, especially if theater, if our why, thinking about our why, Mm -hmm. because you have to decide why you do theater in the first place. You know what I'm saying? What is the point? But if my whole purpose is to sit here and help you as an audience member, Mm -hmm. and that's how you treat a person, like... Yeah, that for me it's like how do we move in catharsis Right, <laughs> you know like yeah. in a cathartic movement and, and that's what theater is supposed to be about this cathartic movement like with like really like allowing your emotions to like be in this display of uh of actions and you're like i want to escape or i'm doing this because i feel this uh catharsis emotion where i'm like um, where I can feel what they feel. Cause I feel like this is like taking me back to my past. How are we able to
0: connect like that? If you immediately start closed off, right. you know what I'm saying? Like right. you give me not- a bad interaction, you probably won't get the best show that you want. Cause I'm going to be in my no. head. I'm going to be like, Oh, they didn't want to see me. Ah, or right. what you did is like, I'm going to show you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right and I'm but I'm like what happens when people are like okay I'm yeah. in my head now because yeah. you did all this like yeah so I I would and I would say it happens to understudies all the time like it happened in Waitress not to me but to our Jenner cover because Sarah Bareilles was on at the time and oh, Sarah Bareilles had like no on. voice and had to leave and literally people but that is how people act and I'm just like
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have to you know our understudies are putting in work we know how hard it is we know what it is that you're looking for right (laughs) but like also be open to the fact that we are just as talented like we are just as capable of doing this role you know and i appreciate people like adrian because um adrian will always come to my defense when it comes to that kind of stuff you know um and she's always caring when it comes to the work that she knows that I put that I put in you know what I'm saying like and I appreciate her for seeing me and seeing the work that I do because it's not it's not easy and I'm not trying to take her place I'm not trying to prove that I'm better than her I just want to do my passion that's what that is like I'm here exactly for the same reason that everyone else is here like I'm really just trying to be mm-hmm. here to do this thing that I love to do yeah. that's it you know mm-hmm. but yeah
0: girl the job of understanding is hard, it's hard. <laughs> well let me ask you how do you take care of yourself mentally because we talked a little bit earlier about like this need for affirmation which I'm sure a lot of actors have because we work in a job that's based off of whether or not people like us. I get the job Mm -hmm. if everybody behind the table said I was good. You know what I mean? And sometimes when you're in the rehearsal process and you're working really hard and you don't get that great job. Like I know for me sometimes that can really change my day. Like if I sing a song for the first time in rehearsal and I didn't feel like the director was super happy with me, And it it Mm. takes a lot for me to be like, it's okay, it's rehearsal, like, I'm gonna get better, this is a work in process, in progress for me, so everything's gonna be fine, but it's like, you know, I, I need the director to tell me good job for me to get on with the day, like, so how do you not make that your, like, end all be all, especially as an understudy, without getting that instant gratification?
1: Yeah, I think, um, and that, that is a very like difficult question to ask. Cause I definitely think it is different for each individual. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I have to, I love quotes and stuff. Like I love affirmation quotes. That is my thing. So like, I feel like I'm always looking at things that, um, that I can affirm myself with mm-hmm. so that I'm not necessarily looking in, looking for it from them. Because also I think that like, you know, we talk about this thing of like, you are going to be where you're meant to be. Like, that's how that is. And so for me, it's like, it doesn't really matter what you all say. Like, I have to remind myself of my um, my divine purpose. I always talk about this. Like, you have to know what your divine purpose is and what is the what is the overall why and what is the overall purpose of you being in this moment? And what is this moment supposed to teach you? So if it is a thing where it's like, Okay, they didn't say anything. Maybe they they didn't like it. Instead of like being in my box, I would be like, "Hey, so you have any notes?"
0: <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, you I
1: feel like you have to get control and power over your own situation. And instead of being in your head, you have to be honest out loud. Like that's how it is. So it's like do you have any notes? Um, I just wanted to know if there's something that I can work on. I do this with my auditions too, so that I don't overthink all of my auditions and that I'm not always like, oh God, I wonder what they thought, I wonder what they thought. Um, I, I'm always like, did they have any notes? Yeah, Could great. you get some notes from them? Yeah. I'm always like that. And I, and I will do that in person too. Wow. Do you have any notes? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even know I did that. Okay, great. Well, let me write it down. And, but my thing is like, if you're going to ask for that, make sure that, you know, if they come with some notes, right. you need to be able to take them. Yeah. But it's, again, it's, it's about being a sponge and about this being a learning experience. And so if you are stepping into your own honesty and you're taking control of your situation and asking these questions then if they say no I don't have any notes then be like okay great so I'm doing great then yeah "Uh, you know what I'm saying like and then you have to get out of this thing of like okay well maybe they don't like me versus okay well they don't have any notes so that's maybe they just having a bad day that's on them that's not me that does that isn't me, because they just said they have no notes for me, so, like, I'm doing a great job, that's not a me thing, that's a you thing, like, I think you have to know the difference, because my, and I love therapy, so my therapist always yes. talks this too, mm-hmm. get y'all some therapy, y'all, okay, it's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really helping me, it's really helping me, right, love but, that. And so my therapist likes to talk about this thing of what you can't control versus what you can't. Mm-hmm. So things that you can't control their mindset, what they're thinking mentally, how they move through the space. You can't control anything on any of those things. What you can control is the way that you move through the space, your mental capacity. You know what I'm saying? You control the things that you do. So in terms of you getting notes and those kind of things, like you're like, these are things that I know that I can control. Right. So, so everything else That's on you. That's not on me. And I have to continue to move in my purpose. And this is what allows me to continue to move in there and also know that I am doing everything that I can be uh, that I can be doing to make sure that I am I'm killing the game like that I'm I'm on it, you know, so that if anything else happens, you can't say you cannot say that I wasn't doing what Kayla needed to be doing during that time. And that's that, you know, because then at the end of the day, I feel like it builds up your self-esteem because you're like, oh, I know I just did this. I know I took this note right now. I know I just did it. (laughs) I worked on that and I know I took that note. So (laughs) I'm proud of myself. So, haha, you know, and I feel like because it changes your energy and it allows people to see you differently because when you're in your head, your energy is closed off and then everybody is you. It doesn't matter if they say that you're good or not. You're not even going to be able to receive it for you yourself see mm-hmm. what i'm saying like it won't it will and it will be temporary if you do receive it because you won't actually fully believe it so it'll be temporary and then two seconds later you'll be thinking something else yes so you have to you have to move your energy in a way that's like oh no like i'm i i i asked you for them notes and i and i took that one I so took like that. uh-huh yes i'm killing the game i did that one no i got a thousand more but like i did so this I did one. That so one. So like, yeah. honestly progress progress like truly that's, at least that's how that's how I have to do it because otherwise I will be going cuckoo for cover above somewhere. <laughs> yes,
0: that was extremely helpful. I feel like I needed that and that was definitely <laughs> my- <laughs> seriously. Um, But thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I couldn't have asked for a better first guest. This is so much fun and I'm so happy with this. Honestly, seriously, I'm like, <laughs> no. um, but this is so much fun and I love you and thank you so much and thank you everyone who's listening now um, and See ya! See ya.